We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So golf grip, the importance of golf grip. Lou, how much do you play with your golf grip? Have you always used the same hold of the club? I uh, recently changed it. Oh, um, oh. I used to have an incredibly strong. I, my grip was so strong it made yeah. Azingers look weak. Yeah, I love <laughs> that's how strong it was. I love um, it. Love it. And, yeah. And now it's it's much more neutral than more. it was. It was a really really challenging more change. textbook I, I, so now you would call it more textbook basically it's still strong yeah. but it's not you don't look at it and go "Ooh, what's he doing now? yeah does he know something <laughs> i don't <laughs> <laughs> no that's he doesn't different. that's gone on the other fairway <laughs> he's just getting it wrong um and greg what about you golf is your grip on the strong side you do play a draw are you a stronger side it gripper is or not it yeah is, no. Top hand strong, bottom hand probably a little weak, to be honest, by textbook okay. rules. Yeah. Um, but I do move it around for different, not on full swing, but certainly I change it on short game. I do change my grip. Okay, well, we'll um, talk about that. Okay, like so that. Then we yeah. get into that a little bit. Yeah. You move your grip around. So my grips got stronger. I was neutral to weak. My grip is now way stronger. Um, just to put some definition on what my stronger grip would look like to try and for the listeners, when you look down at your lead hand, so for me, left hand, top hand, as a right-handed golfer, I used to see one and a half knuckles on that hand. I see a good three now, comfortably. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a big change, Mario. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. And then my bottom hand was very much what I would call on top of the club. So my thumb and first finger, there's a V that you create, was really quite on top of the club. It would point up towards my middle of my chin. It's now way more off towards my right shoulder. So I'm still in the realms of neutral, but I used to be right on the weak side of neutral. And now I would say I'm on the stronger side of neutral. Um, And I've done that to manage loft. I'm a serial ad lofter and trying to gain distance. That wasn't really working. So I've gone for it way stronger and I had to change my pressures in the ground. Something you did recently with Dr. Scott Lynn, I think, Greg. Um, and Correct. changing my grip allowed me to change my pressures in the ground, which allowed me to get more force out to help me hit the ball further. Because um, it is amazing how much the grip just ripples through everything. Lou, talk us through your strong grip. Let's so the audience know. I'm so I presume your top hand, your left for you as a right-handed golfer, you were seeing all four knuckles on that hand. 
Oh, all five knuckles. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was see, a the secret an extra fifth that wasn't number. Even there. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the padding next to his little finger, <laughs> yeah. pinky finger. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was cranked. Does over that come hands. from you? A hockey? Uh, did you play hockey? Didn't you ice hockey? I did. But is, is it re- relative ho- to that grip or not? No, no, because I played hockey left-handed. Oh, um, I remember. Yes, I played hockey left-handed. So where um, so does no, the strong not, not grip really... come from then? How did you interpret that as something to do? Um, I think it probably has to do with uh, when I switched over to right-handed. If I grip a, a, a golf club lefty, which is how I started to play, my, my grip looks very, neutral. very neutral. Yeah, yeah, extremely neutral, looks very normal. Yeah. Um, it, but when I switched over to play right-handed, for whatever reason, I, I grabbed it, grabbed the club in a very different way, and it stuck that way for years. And yeah. Only over the last 12 months have I really worked on changing it. And it was a very, very hard change of all the changes I've made over the last year. The grip change was by far the hardest. People hate grip um, changes. People hate I, I totally agree. Totally agree. I find them just brutal. People, you brutal do lessons and you change a grip and sometimes it's seven in the evening and you're a bit tired. You've been teaching all day and someone comes with a slightly strong grip and they're complaining of hooking it. I think, Strong grip and you're complaining look of it. Like really, I'm um, it's seven right. o'clock. I'm knackered. Let's just weaken that lead off that lead hand off a tad. You know, half a knuckle difference. Shank, shank. He's oh come right. on, really right. seven right. in the evening. I'm tired. It's cold. <laughs> that shouldn't do that. But yeah, people hate them. People hate. I used to say to they people, it's like it's like. So who think for the listeners at home, your, your knife and fork that you eat with. Most people hold. Their knife in the right hand, fork in the left hand. That's the most common way people eat. Do you guys both hold that way? Yeah. Cut with knife, your... right, fork, left. Yeah. yeah. Most people do. The other way around is very mm-hmm. uncommon. I don't know why it is. It obviously dates back, I reckon, to Victorian times or something crazy. But it's most people do it that way. If I told you that you had to flip them over now and you weren't allowed to flip them back, you wouldn't starve to death. But there would be a week or two where you feel really uncomfortable. You'd start using your hands for certain food in, in, in some instances, you know, some food that you just couldn't cut. And it's a bit like that changing the grip. It just feels so mental. But you don't starve. You just feel awkward for a period of time. Yeah. And then two weeks later, I'd say flip it back the other way. You know, I thought when you'd go, no, I don't want to. I'm used to this way now. Right. It's that kind right. of put up and shut up I used to in my head want to say the students you can't complain you couldn't say that to a paying client well i (laughs) depends how much they were paying and if i wanted them to come back (laughs) lou Lou, would you say if you look back on look look back in time would would it have been i don't know answer would it would would you feel like it would have been massively beneficial just to get out of the gate with a good grip because i think a lot of our listeners they're starting golf and you go see a pro and they one of the first things you'll get taught is how to hold a club hopefully it's got to be advantageous to get it right out of the gate. Do you think? Uh, I would I would say so, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think just the setup in general with the grip being part of the setup uh, would, be, would be great to get guidance right from the get-go on somebody so that you can you know, step up to the golf ball properly and give yourself the best opportunity to hit a good shot um, and not fall into um, – you know, the rut that I fell into with my setup and my grip being wonky. Because they influenced um, your whole action, didn't they? I mean, the action I first saw whole you was a serial right. strong gripper action. Lou used to stand the shaft up, stand the shaft up a bit through impact when he first sent a swing from me, that I first saw his swing. 
like I would have called, you know, strong grip. Without seeing any hands on the club, it's just that's a strong grip action that Lou had. It reflected his hold. So it rippled through your whole movement. Rippled through the entire movement, yeah. Everything about the setup rippled through the entire movement. And um, making the changes has been extremely beneficial. And um, I made grip changes mostly um, not hitting golf balls. Love it. Um, I did a lot of work in the living room, yeah. you know, in, in the evenings in front of the TV, I did a lot of room, uh, work with a, with a club to just would keep a club nearby and I would just grip and regrip and grip and regrip the club. And what helped for me was I would hold the club uh, vertical where the, uh, the shaft is vertical and the club head was pointing towards the ceiling. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would grip the club that way. And I'd put my hands on, uh, in a more neutral position. And then I would get down into a setup. Um, I, that was a lot easier for me, uh, to, to, uh, for whatever, whatever reason, putting the club down and, and the weight that you feel on, on the club in your hands made it much more uncomfortable to get my hands in the right spot initially. Um, and holding the club up vertically made it much easier for me to do that. than I would put it down set up to the ball and then start over and redo over. The other thing that helped and you guys are going to laugh and you're going to pick on me, but when I started to. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It is. It's <laughs> right. It is when right. I start, oh, God. When I started to actually take swings with this new grip, right. um, I did it with a rope. Yeah. And I would, oh. I would take it. <laughs> Ropes.com. Yeah. We're, we're literally eight minutes in and he's already mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, it was a... It was a I think it was the key to the success. It was it the ropes. It was right. What, yeah, it what was else. the girl for the rope? <laughs> I'll I'll stop with the girl. Similar, similar. <laughs> We're not exact, allowed to mention girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same as a uh, as a grip. So was it? It was great. A uh, regular yeah. size grip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he just held his thing. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, he's thrown me. This was a golf grip pod just a second ago. Now I know what we're talking about. <laughs> Mark, would you <laughs> off the I course? Wanna, I wanna pick... Go on, Greg. Go on. Yeah, I want to pick your brain a little bit as a as a coach. Oh, would you say a lot of amateurs struggle aside from whether or not your grip is weak and strong? Yeah. Where it sits in the hand. Oh, everyone of, struggles oh, with that. It's I used yeah, to they spend, get it. Yeah, they get more it. in the palm oh, than the fingers. Oh, don't. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That is yeah, that is it, the killer. And one of the that that kills before anything else starts. So many golf swings high through the palm of the lead hand, and right. trying to get them out of that position is tough because they can't see it because it's like down there. You can't like bend your head around and look at it. They definitely can't feel it because they wouldn't. So put you it want there. it? You want it? Just to clarify, just to make sure everyone understands, you want it closer to the fingers. Yeah, a really. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, on the lead hand, really good way of. I mean, you've already mentioned it, Lou, and I'll talk about that in a second. A really good way to work out where the gl- the club should go through your lead hand, if you are. So I would hammer a nail in 
with uh, my left hand. If I had a hammer, I'd pick it up with my left hand and hammer a nail in. So if you pick a hammer up with your whatever hand you would hammer a nail in and try and whack an imaginary nail really hard, then look where you put that hammer through your hand. You generally put it in the stronger gripping part of your hand. You don't put it right through the middle of the palm because it feels like the hammer's just going to flop all about. And that was, I used to have a hammer in my studio all the time. The only problem is, is lots of people hammering with their right hand, not their left. And obviously it's not the same there, but you would be able to translate it a little bit. So if you can get, if you're not sure where it should be, grab a hammer, pick it up. Imagine you're hammering a nail into a wall like that's head height right in front of you, not on the ground, up in the air. And just think where you look at where you put that hammer through your hand. Most people will get it through one of the fingers and down through the base of the palm. They won't put it up through the middle of the palm because it's just so, so weak. So, Greg, yeah, I used to literally spend 60, 70 percent of my time as a golf coach when you're teaching full time, just trying to get people to stop doing that. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Like I remember the first I learned it when I was about sixteen years old, and I was playing off five or six. Yeah, and uh, or and on my way down, but it, it was sort of interesting just to have this coach. He came to me and he's like, yeah, "Your grip's not very good." Right. And I'd only had one or two lessons at that yeah. point in a yeah. four-year span, and we fixed it. And that was one of the first things he did. He got it. So he did it so that if I held the club up, there was no gap between my fingers and the butt of the club. Yeah, like as that. opposed to when it's when it's run through the palm. There'll be a big gap between your fin- your pinky finger and the butt of the club. Getting the club um, in the air is a great way of doing it. Like Lou's already said it. Broke. If you put a club with it pointing up to the sky, you sit on a sofa with a golf club, point the club toe end up to the sky, and then just put your hand out like straight with the fingers pointing straight in front of you. And that club going at a right angle up to the sky, put it right in the base of your fingers, then wrap around. As soon as you adjust your wrist angle to put the club on the ground, it'll be in a really nice strong position in your lead. Right. Um, yeah so i do a lot i used to do a lot of that the only complication with putting the club in the air is then people don't reference the club face right so they get a nice hold and then they bring the club down and the face is just pointing at their left shin and then it's like oh Mm -hmm. let's start that again and it then like they're taking seven years to get ready to hit a ball so there's you need to get it flowing for a golfer otherwise they won't do it like they can't be bothered to they feel silly they don't want to take that long doing it but clubs in the air as long as they can manage the club face so as they're putting their hand on the face isn't twisting because when the club's in the air it's not reference to a target the face so imagine holding your club upside down Mm. i used to joke with my students they would put it down and go oh Club's upside, grip's perfect, but club's upside down now. We don't, can't hit yeah. it, can I? And they twist their hands around to try and straighten the club up. And you'd think, oh, God, that's not going to work. Um, so, yeah, that that is one of the fundamentals that so many golfers get wrong. And you'll be amazed. Like seven, five, seven, six handicappers I've had, good players who put it up there. But they generally have the same pattern. They're a bit weak. I want to hit the ball further. Mm. Holding it up there is going to be a challenge. It's weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and weak club face control. I tend to have a bit of a weak leak off to the right, they would always say. Mm, yeah, that's generally the pattern. Um, great example of a, of a standout is Bryson puts it right through the middle of his palm because he stands right yes. upright. But if you look at his hack motion sensor data, there's uh, people have measured his, his like 3D movement of his forearms and wrists. He's got ridiculous amounts of forearm rotation, so he manages it by rolling his forearms massively. So he has a really weak grip. So rather mm. than using his hand to manage the face, he then manages it with his forearms, which is like, it's great if you can do it, which he blatantly can. But your average Joe, you try and do that, it goes a little bit, uh, yeah, 
a little bit raw. Yeah, a little tricky. Yeah. A little tricky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, speaking of Bryson, he also uses massive grips. And not yeah. too long ago, I saw um, Super Speed. Okay. Um, they tweeted something out and there was, and I, and I, and I forget the company, but there was a, a fitting company. I think they're called the golf lab. And they referenced that this fitting company has, they've worked with, and they, they they've done some analysis and studies on grip size for amateur players. And I haven't seen any of the data. I'm just you know telling you, sharing what I, what I saw there. And I, I find it interesting though. I'd love to see the data and learn more that they found that regardless of hand size, amateur players saw a benefit going to mid-size grips, larger grips. Yeah. Um, they had better control of the face with a larger grip. And I'm curious if either of you in your teaching have, have seen that with amateurs. I haven't seen it with amateurs personally. I did some work and went and saw Golf Pride last year. Um, and they were talking about some studies that they're running around similar ideas. Basically, the golf grip and its effects, the, the amount of research on it is really, really slim. There isn't many studies, good studies done on the effects of golf grips. Um, it's certainly a grey area that could do with a lot more investigation. I personally haven't seen it with students, but it's so one-to-one -one with students, Lou. I don't think it would be a, you know, I've not done a let's get the next 500 students through and just do the same pattern because they haven't got time to do that with me kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? So I, I would like to see some proper studies done on it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greg, Greg well, what kind of grip, grip do you play, Greg, and what size? Oh, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm a mid-size kind of guy. Um, I would say this. I have three wraps of paper they put underneath the grip, right, masking tape. Yeah. If you put four on there, I'm like, that doesn't feel right. Really? You can feel and, it? Oh, like, it, weird. Yeah. Like, weirdly, yes. And they might misdo, like, mistakenly do one wrong in the set. Um, and I'll be like, yeah, seven iron doesn't feel right, dude. Uh, it feels too thin. I hate too thin, and I, I hate them both. Too yeah. thin, too thick doesn't matter. It, it's just, it's just what it, I've been holding that that size of yeah. grip all my life. So um, I don't know anything about like when I see amateurs. I'm kind of on Mark's page there. You just don't have the time slash inclination to run some big deep dive into you know grip grip size and its effect on what they're doing and how they're performing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the vast majority of the students I've dealt with hit big cuts. Yeah. And, um, so a lot of them could really do with, you know, I don't know about grip size, but certainly strengthening their grip like Mark's talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Do you, do you guys ever goof around when you're chipping to yeah, change yeah. grips? Yeah, that's a good question. And one I was going to ask you, I definitely get much more neutral to um, slightly weaker again with my chipping from my standard shots. They used to be very similar because I always was quite weak. But when it comes to chipping now, if I get too strong, my lead arm gets a bit straight and if my lead arm gets a bit straight it gets disconnected from my body turn so i like to go weak and it collapses into my lead side on short shots 
Uh, a pitch, yeah. a pitch. I would stay the same, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy yards out. But yeah. when we start f- chipping it around the green, I I go quite weak. Do you change your grip? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super soft. If I want to yeah. go like high and soft, and want to even if if I want to do it particularly without opening the face much. Yeah. And I just I do a really weak top hand. Yeah. Um, you know, like a one knuckle top hand kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I actually put it. I actually put it just a hair more in the palm. Um, yeah, in yeah. that scenario because that stops me hinging it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like a putter. You know, a putter sits way yeah. up more through the palm and yeah. it gets your wrist working in a very different way. And again, it's a I'm, softer way, which is kind of what you're doing a bit there, isn't it? Yeah, basically doing everything so that you can't de-loft the club. Yeah. You know, everything you can tell your brain to not be able to de-loft the club. Um, I don't, on bunker shots, I tend to make sure I keep the bottom hand pretty weak. Yeah, again, trying to on retain the loads of loft on the club. Yes, yes. So I don't want that. I don't want that face rolling over when yeah. I hit my bunker shots. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's, just some slight adjustments that I might make. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think if you this conversation and uh, Lou, you sounded a bit surprised, maybe there is that lots of amateurs would be petrified of changing their grip because they're almost like this is my grip, and if I change it, everything feels so crazy. So they just do it with every club. Um, are you maneuvering your grip for different shots, Lou, or not really at all? Not too much, no. Um, so previously, no, not at all. Yeah. Same grip, pretty much every shot. Oh, um, yeah, get on in a bunker, yeah. four knuckles everywhere, man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> every whatever you needed. <laughs> oh, Super that, wicked yeah. sixty degree flop shot. Yeah, yeah, that, that with, right with hand, the four knuckle grip. I'm your man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And manipulation going on there. Not <laughs> much. <laughs> not much. But, what but you, what now, would you do if you had to hit a massive cut from out of the trees, like a low cut or a cut? Would you – like I changed my grip for that. Like no. Yeah, I, I do, but yeah. you'll be amazed. No. What happens – you'll be amazed, Greg. I Here's the one of the – there's a couple of really interesting points with grip. I've got one of them I'm going to do at the end here. But the other one is you're amazed when you coach – loads of people how many people come through with strong grips and they slice it and though right so what happens is i they're they're the hardest ones to fix because they're getting it so wrong they've got a grip Mm. that should hook it over the fence on the left but they're slicing with it it's a really high handle handle forwards to try and get that grip so the face isn't closing then the face is open to a pass so you've got a strong grip slicer just, just do the maths on that. I need to tell that person to weaken their grip more to neutral. Well, they're slicing yeah. it with a strong grip. You weaken their grip, they slice it like you can't. Literally, the first two they're shots. They're like looking at you. Good lesson. Thanks yeah, for that. Well, I would always <laughs> say to them, I would always say to them, we're going to change your grip, but it ain't going to work because we have to do something else to make that grip work. But I want you to hit a few shots with this grip. Don't worry if they now go over the fence on the right. Like, that might happen. <laughs> and they would look at me like, it won't go there. And then they'd hit one and go, oh, yeah, that felt crazy. Um, so strong grip slicers. I reckon you could slice it, Lou, looking at your handle with a strong grip, couldn't you? 100%. Yeah, yeah I could yeah. slice it off the planet. <laughs> Do whatever you want, um, baby. Yeah. An artist painting pictures. <laughs> That's what, I, what I'm doing out there. With a, with a five-knuckle grip. With a strong <laughs> grip. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. Yeah, so it, uh, The other thing that on. really helped me, too, that, that I'll say beyond, you know, holding the club straight up and, and re-gripping it a million times and then swinging the rope was when I started to hit golf balls with it, I would uh, pick a seven-iron or a six-iron 
And I would just put it on a very, very short tee and take like half swings yeah, just it. to feel like hitting a golf ball with this new weird grip. Um, and I did hundreds of those shots just to try to remove the incredible discomfort of having, you know, I, we're not talking about a slight change in my grip. We're talking about a huge change and and the discomfort level with that big of a change was so much that I tried to, I tried to do all of these things um, a high number of times to try to remove the discomfort. Um, And when I go back and look at some of the old video of how I used to grip it compared to how I am now, it's, it's shocking how different it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lou makes some great points there. I used to say to students who had to do grip changes, like it worked with everything they wanted to achieve, I would say you would probably, you would change this grip faster if you didn't play golf for X amount of weeks, basically. Because the trouble is you try to find target, you're going to do it with your grip enough for you to enjoy yourself. You're just going to reach your limitations that you've reached, which is why you're here, and then you'll get frustrated again. So removing yourself from the situation practice swings at home in the in the living room like Lou's saying small little shots all brilliant techniques for changing the grip you've just got to iron out the discomfort it's literally like ironing it out because it's yeah there's a whole lot of whinging happens when people change their grips like i have to put Mm -hmm. my whinge monitor on if they're in the studio otherwise you know it's like You've got three whinges. If you get to the fourth whinge, I'm going and not coming back for 10 minutes. Your choice. Like, so there's three moans and then the fourth one, they know they can't whinge again. It's the other thing that, that, um, that I tried last year. Um, and this was just by, by chance I was on the range and my buddy came up and he had just gotten some new, uh, new irons. And, um, he said, Oh, you got to try these out. You really, they look, they set up great. They feel great. And he put one in my hand and he had a mid-sized grip with a couple of extra wraps in there. And it was a huge grip. I play standard size grips with one wrap of tape. Yeah. And they were enormous compared to what I was playing. And they felt shockingly good. And they it was also extremely comfortable for me to get my hands in a more neutral position on a grip that was a lot larger. Mm. Um, and I have not... I have not toyed around with that. Um, and I'm probably going to this year. I'm, I'm going to get some some larger grips and mess around and and see how they feel and, and do some before and after. Yeah. Realizing that. And I'm pr- I'm only going to do, you know, maybe two or three clubs. Um, have to, you tried to start a line? Out. I've got plus four line midsize on my club, something I changed to last year. So plus four means no taper. So bottom flat hand, all the way down, right? Yeah, and so everyone knows, yeah. No taper, yep. plus four, and I've got a line on them, which is a rib, a line which you can feel on the grip under the bottom side. Well, I can, I, huh. you can put it wherever you want. Mm. You put it under the bottom side if you want to to be there. I've got grips literally behind me here. I've got one a line grip on a wedge, which makes the face sit way open fantastic for people who duff their chips because it just exposes loads of bounce. I give them that one. Hold the grip with the align on the bottom and it sets the face way open. I've got one with the align grip on where it makes the, uh, it's a medium iron, like a six or, I think it's a seven or eight iron, uh, and the face is 20 degrees closed on it. So if you hold the align, the face sits 20 degrees closed. So with that club, you get people to not hit the ball left with that. They understand handle lean. They have to get the handle way forward. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I'm 
curious, when did you make the switch to um, the, the plus fours? I, I've never really used those. And I'm really intrigued by the concept of the grip being the same girth all the way down. <laughs> Just can't. Oh, we said it again. I did it last year out of experimental. And it was, um, yeah, I really enjoy them. I struggled Have to go back. Have you ever back. tried plus fours, Greg? No. No. no I, 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 uh, I can't get my head around the idea of, I like, I don't know if I feel my bottom hand wouldn't go where I want it to go. Really? Uh, Interesting. Because I'm, yeah, I don't know. It just, so much of golf is just like, this is what I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, you it might get be used better. to your feels, yeah. don't you? Yeah, it might perform better. I don't know. I just haven't, I haven't given it a run yet. And um, some of that might also be about, dude, if I try this, then the, there's so many things in golf that have to go right. And if you find a window that you've already got it, how you like it a little bit, you kind of don't dive out of that much sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. But well, Mark, Mark experiments for a living, so yeah, exactly. he's bound to find something. Yeah, and yeah. I, I do stuff to my clubs quite often and to my hold and stuff, more for me to learn what it's like to learn, basically. So it's, you know, it's right. I can take that information to a student and share the experience a bit more. It's a, it's a great process to do as do a Do you coach. regrip your own clubs? I hate it. I did. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I hate regripping clubs. I hate it. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of it. I've got some because I've got new irons and I need to regrip them and I just haven't done it because it's always wet and cold here, so I'm not really playing. So it's like, oh, I need to get these on. But yeah, I hate Greg, it. Greg, are you one of those pros like like Arnie that has a you know giant shop and, and tinkers? No. And, no, <laughs> no, not at all. I'll go as far as to say I don't know much about it, to be honest. No, like yeah. you know, when when I've never I've never regripped goes a club in, the torture. in my life. I, yeah, I just walk in and say, "Please voice, do this." I uh, am yeah. the number two yeah, Greg in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Please fix this. You're I get welcome. my staff to do that. <laughs> yeah. Get my staff uh, to do that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I've got a buddy tag writing who so played on tour and plays on a corn ferry yeah. now, and he has he can't stop tinkering. Yeah, they just can't stop. People love he's, it. Don't he's, they? He's, Oh yeah, just it's all the oh, mate built the first perfect set of irons, and I'm like, all right. And off yeah. he goes, and he tries them, and he comes home, he tinkers more. Yeah, I, I've just never been into it. Yeah, um, yeah. Rely on your own definitely... skills, Greg. That's the better way. Rely on your skills. Exactly, you know? mate. You're, exactly. you're the big influencer. So the last <laughs> point I want to make about gripping the club and how to hold it. Obviously, we're talking a bit about golf grips there, which can influence it is when people should make the decision of when to change their grip. You know, what what point should you change a golf grip? Because you've got world-class players with strong grips. You had a Lazabao, great player with a very weak grip. You know, there's no standard way of holding the club. And for me, and if this is you at home listening and thinking the same thing, I always run students through a series of tests when it comes to changing anything generally in their golf, but certainly a hold. And what you tend to find with amateur golfers or everyday golfers is that let's say you've got a golfer with a strong grip, you'll find situations that they can't really achieve in. May it be a bunker shot, maybe it be a lob shot because the way they grip it doesn't allow them to use the loft quite as well as they do. Often what you'll find is that certain grip patterns are really good for irons. So again, a good example, strong grip. You've got loads of loft on the club. Doesn't matter if you're de-lofting it as you hit the ball. Your grip's de-lofting it. You can still hit target and the ball still goes in the air. But you go and give them a free wood off the ground or a driver and they're really struggling. So if you find in your golf that you are hitting plateaus at certain skills and you're using 
any extreme grips, may it be strong, weak, whatever they are, then they are, for me, uh, they're the warning signs that maybe you could neutralize that grip and then become a little bit more average to good across all the skills. Because as we know, unfortunately, in golf, being great with your irons is all it can do well for a certain amount of holes, stroke, a couple of rounds a year. But you've got to be able to have all the skills. And that's something I find. I find people's grips limit their ability to do everything where you have the odd outliers who can do everything with strong grips and they tend to end up on tall places like that. Um, uh, Greg, with your coaching, do you find that? Some people just using a grip and you think, how are you ever going to hit that shot from there? Oh, no question. Uh, particularly chipping. Oh, yeah. You know, particularly with chipping, you know, you see things and I'm like, oh boy. Uh, and, you know, it's super strong and the club's digging and they can't figure out why. And, and sometimes it's such a simple little change and you can... Uh, the club will move differently through the ground and, and you'll have a great effect on it. Um, just quietly, Lucy sent me a picture of his strong grip and I'm scarred for life. It's the old yeah. grip, Greg. Yeah, the, yeah, the grip. old one. The old one the and old I'm one. scarred for life. We're going to have to shut this pod down. Um, <laughs> I can't cope. I no. can't cope with the grip. It was, it's super strong. Yeah. I, it, brutal. Some would call it brutal, uh, Lou. <laughs> Is that fair? Thank, He's riding thank, that motorbike for um, their left for, hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank god, thank for god for it was pretty pretty rough yeah that's for sure um, yeah but I'll, i i will in my defense i will send you the new one and, and you're gonna say that's a changed man right <laughs> yeah that's that a, changed, a man. changed do you man. ever feel, i can't wait do you ever feel like wait. regressing lou do you ever feel like going back yeah do you ever pick uh, it up and just go no. let me see what my old grip does the old grip like? feel no, crazy no, now then have you got it to the fact that um, the old grip feels really I, weird oh wow it's... lou that's like a yeah lou sent me his picture of his other grip and it's almost weak in the top hand now yeah, yeah. it's it's amazing how much change i don't really need to see your legs next time mate you can just zoom in on the grip. that's fine <laughs> could have kept your boxes on for that show <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Lou's sending me soft porn here this afternoon. Yeah, it's anyway. Um, to, to look at the the changes is uh, is pretty remarkable side by side there, especially the top hand. Yeah, that's a big hand. change. That that club's moving differently for sure. And you, do you regrip, Lou? That's another common problem. Do you regrip? Oh, remember so, Sergio? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Times. Sir, they had yeah. a ticker in the corner. To yeah, regrip. But yeah, as in regrip, as in where you set it where it should be. And then I used to have students who would take it back, and as soon as the club starts moving, they would regrip. They would change their grip. They wouldn't even know they're doing it. Um, no, I don't have that issue. You're no, set in stone. It. You yeah. put it on, and that's where you hit it from. Uh, um, a little bit I of fidgeting, would, they, I reckon. Maybe a little bit yeah. of fidgeting. Yeah. It's me. I fidget all yeah. the time. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> fidgeting there. Um, see, a little bit of fidget there. Uh, I'm always impressed by the guys that uh, are solid and don't move off of it at all, and it just stays locked in. So I, I am twitching a little bit, but not like Sergio. No. I actually, at the time, I was not – I didn't dislike Sergio then – but I wasn't a massive fan. And wasn't it? It was the US Open in New York where he just got the the heat yeah. GBs and he was regripping it 20, 30 times. Like they were and the crowd was counting. Even, they were counting. Yeah, yeah they were yeah, like yeah. putting a ticker up on the screen. Yeah, and yeah. I felt yeah. bad for him going yeah, yeah. through that. Because he doesn't want to do that, does he? He's stuck. No. Basically. Can't it's, pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. Yep. No. He's stuck. We have to, there's one thing too that we have to talk about that I think is really important and really interesting is, and, and I forget where I've seen this, but, and Mark, you, you're going to know more about this than I will, is amateurs typically are not um, gripping the club strong enough. 
um, and, or they're, they're, they're gripping it too strong where tour players, elite players tend to have much more grip strength, hand strength. Um, and they would tell you that they're gripping the club, you know, three out of 10, four out of 10, but because they have so much more hand strength, um, to them, it feels like a three or four out of 10. And for most amateurs to duplicate the same amount of grip pressure, you know, they have to grip seven out of 10. So it's more of a stranglehold on the club. Um, Mark, do you know more about that? Um, have you looked at that, read that, studied that? I've seen bits on that. Not much. I mean, to be fair, you do tend to see a pattern with amateurs, again, everyday golfers, where if grip pressure is a conversation, it's much more of a that their whole body becomes rigid via what they're doing through their hands. So now they've got no kind of separation between their hands, their forearms, their wrists, up into their shoulders, all becomes like locked, grabbing hard and like one. You don't see many people where you think, you know, that's a really interesting, relaxed mobility kind of um, hold that you've got on there. So, not grip pressure in related to hand strength, like you're suggesting there. I see it more as in if it limits movement or not. And I don't, I, I you don't see anyone gripping on not hard enough, hardly anyone anyway. Like there's not anyone that is letting go of the club and things are slipping around. It's predominantly more the other way if it is a problem at all. Does that make sense? Is that the question you're asking? Mm. Or you're asking a bit more connected to pressures as in you know if you're hard if you're holding tight or not subject to how much grip strength you've got yeah holding tight like how how much you're how much you're squeezing the club yeah the the general pattern for amateurs if they're getting it wrong is they're squeezing it so hard that they lose mobility is what i would see yeah definitely the the, the tension carries up the arms is what you're saying up the arms through the shoulders and they get get this kind of yeah yeah, and they get but what what i've what i've read is that tour players are typically gripping you know they're squeezing the club even more yeah because they have such because they're they're specimens like greg yeah yeah, yeah. um just world-class athletes they have incredible grip strength um and three out of i can crush cans yeah you can crush you can crush cans (laughs) Cans there's no question um and because they have such uh um, incredible grip strength that three out of ten for them um is more uh, squeezing than seven out of 10 for most amateurs because they're so much weaker com- comparatively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're also yeah. then putting weaker forces through the club, aren't they? So then they don't need that grip strength in a sense as they're putting considerably less force through it. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's probably true. Do you see what I mean? As in you, do, yeah. you've got to put force through, it's coming up through the ground, up through your body and it's going out into that club and your hand strength's definitely going to play a part for putting I'd... forces in there. Um, I, I see would it more as a lack them. of mobility issue than a than a that someone's they lose power because they've just literally got no mobility. Almost like just imagine locking yourself and then trying to swing as fast as you could. You know, putting no angles in. You just it's not going to go anywhere, is it? Maybe yeah. for you, like a big oh. putt. <laughs> like a big putt. For a big you. Bryson putt. Yeah. Um, I would love yeah. to see. Uh, we have force plates to see ground pressures. I'd love to see that in a grip. I, yeah, I well, hope they come out yeah, with one. We spoke to, yeah. we spoke that there's a, there's issues. It's really interesting. We, uh, we, we spoke to golf pride about that. Cause they're super interested, obviously in trying to push yeah. the studies of grips. 
And the lady they just hired to start running their research department, who she was from Australia, actually, I think, Greg, I think she, I'm pretty sure she was Australian. All the smart people exactly. come from Australia, um, right? Yeah. Sports science, they love it in Australia, <laughs> aren't they? They, they do produce a lot yeah, of good sports science people. Um, and she was saying the issue you've got with grip pressure sensors, because there are a few at the minute, is that the golfer can feel them. There's nothing good at the minute which is invisible. So as in you can make it feel like it is just a normal right. golf grip because obviously as soon as you start feeling something in your grip. You're, you're different. It's not, you're not the it's same. Different. You're not measuring the same person. You're yeah. measuring someone who oh, can feel something so under this... their finger and then they're pushing so, harder with yeah. it. So she was saying the complication at the moment is that this player plays with a tall velvet, you know, soft standard golf pride grip, but we can't get that sensor in that grip and it feel like a tall velvet grip. So now they're going, well, this ain't my grip. So now we don't know what they're right. feeling because it's not really the grip that they're trying. They're trying to do studies on grip. So how the player holds it and the actual grip, but they can't get the sensor into the. So I agree with you again, like my point at the start, the studies in grip pressure effects of grips are just minimal. It's, it's untapped um, ground in the golf kind of um Science world, because I mean, even Golf Pride, the manufacturers who want to know. I think it'll be really interesting once they get there. Yeah. Um, think about what happened with uh, when force plates came out and how much we learned from force plates. 100%. And, you know, a, lo a lot mm. of teachers like you have said, boy, you know, you can take away everything that I used to teach, but don't take away my force plates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they're so mm. valuable to me. And you've learned so much by how people are moving. I, I, I can't wait till we get to the point where we have that kind of data for how people are putting different pressures on the grip throughout the swing. That'll be really interesting once we have that. Yeah, I totally agree. Tell those Australians to get to work. Yeah, Greg. what are they Come doing? Yeah. Get off the beach. Get, get some yeah. sensors going. The problem is too many other good options in Australia, right? <laughs> yeah. The wine, the food, the yeah. beach. Yeah, yeah the Who wants to build a grip? Not me. Yeah, We've got yeah. time for that. Video <laughs> surfing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. Golf grip. It does ripple through your whole game, and you definitely can see patterns with people when it comes to how they hold the club that affects their enjoyment. So if you are struggling to get as much enjoyment as you want out of golf, definitely if your grip is in any way extreme, go and get a lesson and get it sorted out. Thank you guys you as always. Rope. Always fun. And get a um, rope too. Get a rope. Amen to that, Lou, on that bombshell. Yeah. Get a rope and we'll see you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening.